It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday morning. That's the music stylings of Matt and Mo. Here on the Background Morning Show, thank you for joining us. Uh, on today's show, we've got, uh, oh, yeah, something special. Someone tried to scam our church, and I played along. Uh, we also got truths about discipling our kids. I thought and... that said disciplining. <laughs> it does kind of look like discipline. Uh-huh. And then an underwater hotel. Ooh. Oh, interesting. interesting. Very interesting. Yes. But first, it is November 14th, and we've got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? We do. We do. Okay. First one, you cannot be a part of this day, Matt. Uh. Sorry for you. But it's International Girls' Day. Holla. Okay, hold on. Now, is it a girls' day all over the world? Or is it a day to celebrate international girls? As in girls from other countries and not ours. But, but, but (laughs) if we were in China, then Americans would be considered international girls. So I guess, yeah, I guess. Okay. (laughs) It was started by the United Nations. You know that? This is a holiday declared by United Nations. It's also called the Day of Girls or the International Day of the Girl. Cool. But it's pretty much girl children. You know, of course, we're not Little celebrating girls. not celebrating females. Women. Yeah, we're celebrating girls, children, girls. It's Mila's day. Yeah. Huh. I wonder how I'm gonna let her celebrate. It says on this International Day of the Girl, let us recommit to support every girl to develop her skills, enter the workforce on equal terms, and reach her full potential. start celebrating these obscure (laughs) holidays a little better like i think i'm gonna have my boys write her encouraging notes that's a great idea i think that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) just encouraging their sister but then i'm also kind of feeling bad like is there an international day of the boy uh i'll look it up international boys day or brothers or on may 16th focus on boys and their well-being Cool. Yeah. All right. Now mm-hmm. I don't feel so bad. All right. Today's also National American Teddy Bear Day. National American. So not Japanese Teddy Bear Day. Not Japanese Teddy Bear. American Teddy Bear Day. Come along with me. Kind of curious. To the internet. To the internet. Uh, the World Wide Web. Well. Place where all the answers right. lie. What? Oh, okay. There it is. Well, Weird. Okay, okay, okay. So, November 14th is National American Teddy Bear Day, whereas September 9th is National Teddy Bear Day. But there's no... But there's no real difference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the reason that we have one in November is uh, to celebrate how teddy bears got their name from Theodore Teddy Roosevelt, 26th president of the United States. Uh, the date coincides with a hunting trip from November of 1902 that the president was on a bear hunt. Uh, but after three days, Roosevelt hadn't spotted one. So to keep his president's trip from ending in a failure, the guides set the dogs loose and they tracked down an old black bear and attacked it. Okay. Then and that's, that's where we get our holiday. And he is the original 
teddy bear. Oh, hold on, we're not done. The guides brought the wounded bear back to camp and tied it to a tree for the president. When Roosevelt saw the old bear, he refused to shoot it. Because to do so would be unsportsmanlike. However, since it was injured, Roosevelt directed the men to put the bear down to end its suffering. Well, good for good for him. Good old Teddy. And so, let's see. The world traveled quickly across the country. Washington Post ran this headline in November 15th, 1902. Uh, president called after the beast had been lassoed, but he refused to make an unsportsmanlike shot. And there's even a political cartoon of him refusing, putting his hand up, refusing to shoot this bear that's being tied up. And so then they made a teddy bear out of him in 1903. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. It was named after Mr. Teddy, who wouldn't shoot a bear. There Good we go. for him. There wow. we go. By 1908, the toy had become so popular that a preacher in Michigan warned that replacing dolls with toy bears would destroy the maternal instincts of little girls. Maybe that's what's wrong with society now. We got we brought in teddy bears. I'm so I'm I'm done. Destroyed the maternal instincts. I feel like I've said it before on the show, but I'll say it again. This is why the world does not take us seriously. Because the most redonkulous people who claim Christianity are the ones who get quoted saying the most horrendous, dumb off the wall, make absolutely no sense whatsoever, no fact behind it statements. I'm so, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> we just got started. I'm done. We're not have a great done. Wednesday, guys. I'll even, see you tomorrow. We haven't even got through all the holidays yet. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. Okay. You, oh! <laughs> all right, Matt. It's National Pickle Day. Please do not take me to any political places with pickles. I don't want to have to feel frustrated or hatred towards pickles. Oh, National Pickle Day. It's just about celebrating pickles. Okay, I'm good with that. Uh, Oh, see, I thought there was something. I saw a headline that says devil in it with National Pickle Day. Oh, my word. It's Devil's Den in South Philly celebrating National Pickles Day, which is a area. But Matt. What? If an area named Devil's Den is celebrating Pickle Day, <laughs> we as Christians cannot possibly be known to celebrate the day. We are associating ourselves with evil. Oh, that's... oh wow. Okay, so there is a religious thing about it. Yeah. I see a headline, as pickles conquer the mainstream, are they still a Jewish food? <laughs> God like God likes pickles. We'll be all right. Is what they came up with. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was fun. Uh, you know, that's, your that's, idea of fun and mine are two totally different things. Hey, it's National Pickle Day. Deal with it. I feel exhausted. <laughs> Deal with it. Good job. 
Good pun. You feel exhausted? I feel exhausted already. Like, I just... I know that it's silly, but... Come on. Come on. Oh, today's show is sponsored by Please Don't Psyduck Me, the best of Backrow Baptist. Full of over 3,000 one-liners about church culture and Christian life. It's the perfect gift for any churchgoer, and it's available in paperback for just $10.99 on Amazon. You can also get it on Kindle for $7.99 if you really want to, but come on, you really want the book, right? Of course. Check it out. It's hilarious. You'll be glad you did. You want to be able to flip those pages. Flip them pages. All right. Time for quote unquote. Okay. Got a few quotes from this week. Chuck Swindoll says, facing tough decisions, stay in the word and study it prayerfully. God will talk to you. Hmm. Uh, Craig Groeschel. Craig. Craig. It's my favorite name. <laughs> Craig. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Craig. <laughs> uh, Craig Groeschel says, have the courage to say no to many good things so that you can say yes to the most important things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said bye, Felicia. Did you know that we have a store in our mall called uh-huh. Hello, Felicia? <laughs> yeah. We actually know the owners. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's fantastic. Chris works with the husband of the owner. But why wouldn't it have been, hi, Felicia? Does anyone would have rhymed? I don't know. I'll ask them. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to bug me forever, so I need to know an answer. I'll why didn't you do, hi, Felicia? Come on, Hassan. Why isn't it, hi, Felicia? <laughs> Joni, ta-da. 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 So no matter how deep the trial, trust in the Lord, because he is our ever-present help in trouble. Tim Keller, revival occurs when those who think they already know the gospel discover that they discover they do not really or fully know it. This leads to repentance and change. I think that needs to be where we're at mentally all the time. All the time. There's too many people who think that, oh, because I've read it a few times, I got this locked down and I know everything. And then, oh, that's not what that said. But, you know, (laughs) it takes me back to Lauren Daigle and... Just Lauren her, her, Lauren Daigle, Daigle, Daigle and Daigle. her quote of, you know, knowing the heart of God. Yeah. And it just, we don't need to say this is right and this is wrong and we can do this and we can do that and we can talk to these people and we can't talk to these people because that's not the heart of God. Right. Absolutely. And then Nancy DeMoss Wolgamuth. Wolgmuth. Mm-hmm. Wolgmuth. 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 Discouragement is one of the most effective tools of the enemy in the lives of believers. Mm. That is true. Mm-hmm. When you get discouraged, especially when you're like running a church program or something like that, that can be the killer. Oh, yeah. It. That can be just you're done. Yep. Uh, if you even start to flirt with discouragement, it could be, well, that's enough for me to walk away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Fight it. Fight it. Yep. Ask yourself, are you being an encourager? Or, or a discourager? Are you breathing discouragement into the <laughs> lives of the people around you? <sighs> All right, folks. It's time for Onion, Not Onion. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm get- two for two, but on the oh, losing. The losing oh, no, side. no. I got the one, one yesterday. Right? Yeah, you yeah, got, got one right. Yep, I got the one right I yesterday. did run these by Daedra. Daedra got them all. Let's just say no. So. Mm, well, she Un- got them all wrong the last week, and I got them all right. So Onion, not onion. I've got two headlines. One of them is fake. One of them is real. You need to tell me the real one. Play along at home. Uh, here we go. Which one's real? 
Red Sox take out full-page ad in New York Times reminding City they won the World Series. Or, napping baggage handler falls asleep inside plane and wakes up 500 miles from home. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say that he was a really tired dad. He's got a newborn and he accidentally fell asleep. He just needed one quick nap. But he ended up paying the ultimate price. (laughs) That's my answer, Matthew. That's your answer? All right. Uh, You are correct. An admittedly intoxicated American Airlines baggage handler fell asleep on the job and ended up flying from Kansas City to Chicago in the belly of a Boeing 737. The employee, who works for American subsidiary Piedmont Airlines at Kansas City International Airport, was working on the ramp for American Flight 363 on Saturday, October 27th, when he apparently took a nap inside the cargo hold before the flight. No one noticed him missing, and the plane took off at 5.52 a.m. local time with the worker in the forward cargo hold. Cargo hold. Uh, Airline law enforcement officials confirmed. The baggage handler, who has not been identified, wasn't discovered until the plane landed at O'Hare International Airport and parked at the gate just before 7.30 a.m. local time. The baggage handler was not charged with a crime and flew back to Kansas City on another American flight, he said. Uh, American spokesman Ross Feinstein said the airline is investigating the matter and that the employee has been suspended. Feinstein said 23-year-old employee was unharmed and did not request any medical attention when the flight landed in Chicago. The cargo hold is pressurized and heated. That was the initial concern that I had because those things get freezing in the belly of the airplane. I don't think I'll ever fly Piedmont (laughs) because if the cargo hold wasn't checked and secured before the plane took off, (laughs) I don't think that I want to fly with them. Yeah. I'm just saying. Matt does not endorse or agree with my statement, so therefore Back Row Baptist does not endorse or agree with my statement. This is solely a statement from Megan Oaks, she herself. I will not be flying Piedmont. I mean... I'm a Southwest man, so <laughs> I don't have no loyalties to American Airlines. I just don't want for them to come back and be like, "Listen, <laughs> that's that's. I mean, that's not that's not slander so much, but that's not nice what you said. You can't say that. That's mean. I mean, truthfully, isn't that something that's supposed to be checked? <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> like maybe he. I mean, but you have you seen the inside of them though, and how? How piled up they can be. I mean, it's possible that he was stuck behind one that clearly from far away was looked or appeared secure or was clear was secure, but he was just hiding in a corner asleep. Sure. Who knows? I think somebody's job is going to get a lot more difficult over the next few years because they're going to start making (laughs) sure cargo holes are checked before we take off. Just another thing to delay our trip. Right. All right, folks, now we're going to have a 30-minute baggage check to make sure that we don't have any napping employees in our cargo hold. Uh, We'll get you to Chicago in the next five hours. (laughs) Well. Haven't you ever wanted to fly in the cargo hold? You know, I actually have. I've always thought that it would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Going through people's luggage. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought about when I was a kid. <laughs> like, I could go through everybody's luggage 
Ain't nobody going to see me. (laughs) What you got in here? He missed an awesome (laughs) opportunity. Like, so many selfies of... (laughs) Finding embarrassing things in luggage. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. This is the guy in 51B. (laughs) He wears pink undies. Poor guy slept through the whole thing. <laughs> he must have been really drunk to not feel the takeoff. Seriously. Man. That would have been weird. At least, yep. but again, at least it was heated because that would have been one cold He ride. wouldn't have known. He was too drunk. I don't know. He wouldn't have known. Cold might have worked. Nope. Cold might have worked. You splash cold water on your face when you need to wake up, right? Imagine cold air. I don't splash cold water on my face when I need to wake up. You don't? Oh, it works so well. I drink coffee. Well, I mean like when you immediately wake up. When you are not even yet dressed. No, I think that it would just make me angry. Like I'm already mad to be awake well, right now. Yeah, partially. And that's then... what wakes you up. Like, <laughs> so cold. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> but actually it's really refreshing. I like it. I started it. Uh, about 10 years ago, and I do it nearly every day. Really? Ice cold, just straight out of the, the tap. Just fill up my hand as much as I can. Just poof, hit my face with it. Rub it all down. Do it again. Deidre comes in and slips on the floor. Matt! <laughs> then I shake like a dog. <laughs> Get it out of my beard. And then I walk over to the towel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason that you guys don't have a dog. (laughs) I'm enough trouble. You shake enough as is. Everybody, it is Hip Hop Hump Day. We are going to sprinkle in a little bit more of the rap and hip hop this morning from yesterday and today. When we come back, discipling our kids. Stick around. No, it's not Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. Jeez, stop living in the past, Matt. Quit living in the past, man. Today is a new day. New day? Day of the Lord. Oh, Macro Radio. We will rejoice and be glad. Don't you dare be sour. All right. (laughs) Shout out to all my wrestling fans. I was going to say, it's Hip Hop (laughs) Hump Day. It is not Wrestling Wednesday. Oh, that should be a thing. <laughs> Wrestling Wednesday. My child has become a monster, and I feel like it is partially a monster your among fault. men. Bro, you would be proud of him, though. He yeah. likes the Undertaker. He likes New Day. Yeah, and he likes Alexis Bliss. Alexa Alexa Bliss. Bliss. Alexa yeah. Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa is my favorite. Female hates wrestler. Becky Lynch. Oh, I love Becky Lynch. Tell him he needs to love Becky Lynch. Even though she's a bad guy, she's the underdog. I have been trying to tell him that he needs to like Becky Lynch. Mom, you really like her? Ugh. She's the man. (laughs) 
I don't like many people. She's although the I also right now. like you know the Miz. You like the Miz? The Miz is the quintessential heel, heel character. He he's great at being the bad guy. I like the Miz though because he started out on Real World, <laughs> and I remember Mike his the season. Miz. I remember his season on the Real World, and I tried to give my boys a little bit of history the other day. So here's the thing: we jumped right into this, and it had nothing to even do with this hour. Um, every day for the last week, because mm-hmm. okay, they were just in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. There was just a fight in Australia or whatever. The the show, Super Showdown or something. I don't okay, remember. so yeah. Topher has been catching up on that. Okay. Okay, every morning on the way to school and while they sit in my car for like 10 minutes before they get out to actually go into the school. That was about a month ago. He has been catching up on that Australia showdown. Yeah. Okay, every morning. Watching it, super excited, <laughs> getting, oh, you've got to see this. You've got, okay. So then he's like, mom, if you had to pick your top five wrestlers, who would they be? And I don't know five wrestlers. Exactly. Honey. I'm like, uh, Topher, I'm not really a fan, but if I had to say number one, it would be The Miz. And of course, both of my boys are like, what? <laughs> Why? Why would you even pick him? Because, guys, he started out on The Real World. And that's back when he was a scrawny little kid. Mm-hmm. And he talked and all he wanted to do was be a wrestler. That's all he ever talked about. And everybody was like, you're never going to make it as a wrestler. What's going to happen? Oh, they're going to kill you. And look at him now. Mm-hmm. Look at him now. He had a dream. He sought after that dream. It took him 20 years because it was 20 years ago that he was on mm-hmm. the real world. So maybe like 15 years, of, I guess. He's one of the biggest but guys. Biggest I know. Names. So every time I see him, I'm like, oh, scrawny little Mike <laughs> from the real world is like, he is top dog Miz. He's good. And then AJ Styles. I like AJ yes. Styles. AJ Styles. And of course, he's Topher's like, right now too. Topher thinks he's the worst. Cannon thinks AJ Styles is awesome. Topher doesn't like AJ Styles? He is like Undertaker all the way, 100%. Well, Undertaker's got like four matches left and he's Nobody, dead. I keep trying to tell him he's <laughs> going to die. Oh, and then I tried to tell him that I really liked Hulk Hogan. And Topher's like, Mom, he's so old. And I was like, uh, he's just as old as The Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a racist. You can't really like Hulk Hogan anymore. You know what? You know, it's actually interesting. Now, this is this is a little bit beyond wrestling. So if you tuned out, tune back in. This is also political. So we had that whole thing with Saudi Arabia with the government killing off that journalist. And now all these American companies were trying to back out of agreements with them. You remember okay. that happening? A yes. A couple vaguely, weeks ago? Vaguely. About a month ago? Yeah. So WWE just started this the beginning of this year, this massive contract with Saudi Arabia to come put on big shows there. Mm-hmm. They did the first one back in, I want to say February, called the Greatest Royal Rumble. Maybe it was March. And then they were doing another one called Crown Jewel. And it was, and it happened last week. But for a month, they didn't know if it was going to happen. And it probably shouldn't have. But they were in a contract. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't really get out of it. They wanted to. They were even trying to negotiate to move it to a different location in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it done. So they had to go ahead and go forward with it. Hulk Hogan has been off WWE TV for years now because of the racist comment thing that came out in the Gawker investigation and all that. 
uh, of him saying the N-word, I guess, what it was, I think. And they brought him back for this thing in Saudi Arabia. He was the host. That was the first thing that happened on the show. So if we're going to have a racist with the so, WWE, yeah, it's going to be in Saudi think- Arabia. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they were trying to bring him back. And they picked the perfect opportunity to do it. Because they picked a show that, number one, would be a fan crowd base that would cheer him. Yeah. Because that wouldn't happen right now in America, at least not fully. Yeah. Number two, they picked a show that they're not going to reference a whole lot because it was in Saudi Arabia. It's true. So they picked pretty much the perfect opportunity to do it if they had to do it at all. Yeah. But it's just, it's sad. But they had to do that with the whole show. They tried, like normally they really hype where they're at. Mm -hmm. And even like I did that New Day impression. Normally that's how the... They open up. They go, oh, Philadelphia, don't you dare be sour, whatever. And so they should have said when they came out, oh, Saudi Arabia. Right. They said, oh, Crown Jewel. They said the name of the pay-per-view instead. And they rarely, I think they mentioned Saudi Arabia one time from the announcer's desk in the whole five-hour pay-per-view. Just so if they had to use clips, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't mention Saudi Arabia. (laughs) I mean, that was kind of smart on their part. Yeah, but I mean, just a big to-do. So, hold on. I got to ask, though, Matt, before we get off this topic completely, (laughs) what happened to Bootios and why is it Pancake Power now? They're just trying to keep it fresh, that's all. Okay. Pancake Power? They did ice cream for a while between that. Did they? Didn't last as long. They had like little unicorn ice cream pops, like those old style with the gum eyeballs and whatnot that you get from the ice cream trucks but when we went they were still doing bootios okay yeah. okay they had the big inflatable box yeah because <laughs> chris and i are both like weren't they doing bootios when we were there last year didn't like it was bootios right <laughs> they did ice cream for like two months and then they went to pancake power and now they're pancake doing pancake power, power. yeah okay People are, it's weird. They come out with these big trays of pancakes that nobody knows how old they are, who made them, and they're throwing them out to the audience, and the audience is eating them. I'm like, oh, don't eat random pancakes thrown to you at a wrestling event. Come right? on. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. <laughs> I have to agree. Big wrestling tangent. Let's get back that on was. topic. It was fun, it was- though. <laughs> Today's today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptist. Put down the phone and instead bring this book into the bathroom with you. It's perfect reading material. You can leave it in there. That's fine. Let it be your little bathroom buddy. Visit backrowradio.com, click on our store, or go to Amazon, search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. I don't want a bathroom buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather not have a bathroom buddy. Just saying. That's what I always do when I when I'm going to the bathroom and then I turn around and I come back because I gotta get my phone. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to the bathroom. I gotta get my buddy. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Uh, at least I'm not like skyping people in the bathroom. You kind of said that as if I had done that in the past. At Mo, least I'm not skyping. At least people. I don't Skype people in the Ugh. bathroom, unlike some people. Facetime my mama while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> How's your BMs, honey? Are you having good BMs? <laughs> Please stop calling them BMs. 
That seems worse. <laughs> oh, Random facts. It's Random nine minutes. Facts. We haven't Here even gotten go. to the first right, segment. Are we ready? <laughs> Come on, we got to breeze through this. Number one, on average, you will spend 92 days worth of time sitting on the toilet in your life. Why? Why do we have so much potty talk on this, on, on our morning show? I don't understand it. If you're sitting on the toilet for 92 straight days, you got a BM problem. You got a BM problem. <laughs> yep. All right. The switch from... $1 bills to $1 coins would save American taxpayers approximately $4.4 billion in the next 30 years. I feel like we were going that direction and then it stopped. Because we had, we came out with those dollar coins with Sacagawea on them. Uh-huh. We did. <laughs> with Sacagawea. I just, with Sacagawea. With Sacagawea. I really enunciated it. You did. Sacagawea. And, uh... I thought that's what we were going to go to. It's brilliant. I don't want all these dang ones in my pocket all the time. But then again, who carries change anymore? Now that we have debit cards. I don't know. Now it's a give or take. Now I don't know what I feel. Move on. Move on. Okay. (laughs) Chocolate milk is more efficient at giving you energy than most energy drinks. I did know that. Yeah. Well, I know that it's a good um, after workout drink yeah it also yeah helps you recover faster yeah, too thank you recovery that's good. what i couldn't think of it's a good <laughs> why couldn't i think of the word recover <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing a shirt with that the word says, on it yeah. twice yeah 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 <laughs> you know it's wednesday um having red hair and blue eyes is the rarest combination in the world i'm trying to like picture that and it just seems weird just the image that I have in my head. A red-haired person with blue eyes. You always think brown eyes with red hair. Sometimes my... sometimes green, I guess. I'm about to text my sister-in-law because Chris's brother, Nick, has what I consider red hair. Yeah. It's, it's pretty red. Um, is it red or is it strawberry blonde? You know, I'll have to show you a picture. <laughs> But I think that his eyes are gr- are blue. I was going to say green. <laughs> um, I think that his eyes are blue. <laughs> I know that Chris is the only one in his family with brown eyes. His sister has blue eyes. His mom brown has eyes are green boring. eyes. Yeah, it was just one more way that Chris felt left out in his family. <laughs> Great, I couldn't even get the same color eyes as anybody. Right? There's Jerry and Julie, Nick and Nicole, Chris. <laughs> They've all got blue eyes. I got brown. <laughs> I got poop colored eyes. Congratulations, me. <laughs> that was his childhood. Okay, last one. A moment technically means 90 seconds. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. So when I say give me a moment... You have a minute and a half to do what you need to do. So it's more than a minute. Which seems accurate. Because that's typically, I think that's typically usually what we need whenever we say, give me a moment. Finish this up. 90 seconds later. Okay, Okay. what do you need? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's cool. Interesting. A few artist updates here. Building 429 frontman Jason Roy will be heading to Washington, D.C. next week. He posted a picture of the invitation he had received from the White House briefing on faith. Wouldn't that be interesting? 
to get invited to a White House event, you know. It would be interesting. Be in a big room with all the tables and all the people. Mm-hmm. Have nice. you been to the White House? I have never even been to the area. Really? I know. That's one place I want to go. Yeah. Uh, travel a lot? Question mark. Bob Smiley is out with a how-to-do video on how to stay fit on the road in his hotel room. Bicep curls with a remote, chin-ups on a shirt rack, squats on the, uh, well, in the bathroom. We're among some of his fantastic suggestions. This is just the this is the potty segment. It is the potty <laughs> this whole, segment. Whole hour is just devoted to potty humor. Because we started out talking about wrestling. <laughs> Tover, I just love that Tover believes it. He does. It's real, Mom. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have their own general manager get beat up and sent to the hospital. Uh-huh. Who would do that? This is real. It's real. He, gosh, he loves it. All right. Matthew Hoops of Reliant K was confessing a fatherhood struggle a while back when he admitted, every time I try to burp my baby, I do, and he doesn't. (laughs) We all feel you. You're not alone, Matthew Hoops. We all feel you. I never knew how to burp. Deidre can always hit that right spot. Just tuned in, right where the back, right along the spine, some certain vertebra. You hit that, bleh. Yep. Me, I'm smacking the kid, bleh, 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 all the way up and down, nothing. <laughs> Rolling it, massaging, trying to pull it out that way, uh-huh. nothing's happening. Chris is like the master at, he doesn't burp, he just rubs the baby's back and yeah, always gets them to bleh. burp. It doesn't matter what kid it is, always, wow. every time. I know. <laughs> Need your baby burped, bring him to Chris. <laughs> all right. Uh, I got a top list here. Discipling our children is not for the faint of heart. You don't have to be a parent for more than five seconds to feel like in some way you're already messing up. If you feel inadequate, you're not alone. Many of us didn't grow up in homes with parents who discipled us. Yet, as parents, we spend more time with our kids than anyone else, much more than their pastor, for sure. That's why we are to be the primary disciplers of our kids. And as parents... Think about the ability we have to influence an entire generation of Christ followers. But how do we do that? Where do we begin? Well, this comes from Dr. James Dobson's website, Family Talk. Uh, This is an article by Dr. Joshua Straub. Seven ways to disciple your kids or seven truths about discipling your kids. Number one, you were not meant to disciple your kids alone. Um We're not meant to teach or uh, disciple our children alone. Moses writes in Deuteronomy 6 that the best way to instill the love and commands of God onto the hearts of our kids, uh, but he's not just speaking to parents, he's speaking to Israel uh, or the entire church at the time. So you need help, uh, takes a village kind Mm -hmm. of nonsense (laughs) normally everywhere else, but this really does, uh, you need to... Give people, you know, of course, your pastor, close friends, um, more seasoned people in the church and help them also become role models and, mm-hmm. and, and disciples for your, for your children. Yeah. Uh, the power of being plugged into a local church is also very important. And so we're all in this together. That's a good way to instill that. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, number two, you need to remember that not all children learn the same way. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I also agree with that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 
consider the best ways that you could help a child memorize the 66 books of the Bible, uh, the names of them. You, some people would remember better with uh, repeatedly writing the books in order, you know, because a lot of people memorize by writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people would write a song or rap about the books of the Bible. <laughs> that would be me. Uh, These are the books of the Bible. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Everybody, let's sing along. Acts, Romans, Corinthians, one and two. Acts, Romans, Corinthians. I still remember that from a kid. Uh, I still sing the books of the Bible yeah. when, because that's how I learned them. I learned the states with a song. Yeah. In alphabetical order. Really? Yeah. Uh, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Oh, dang it. Oh! <laughs> it's on Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas. Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. <laughs> I learned that in second grade. That's and I impressive. Still have it Texas. <laughs> of course. Of course. That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, that's a good way to memorize, memorize yeah. things. Uh, other ways would be create a game or a puzzle. Write all 66 books on markers with construction paper. Cut them out and place them in order. Uh, find a song online reciting the 66 books and listen to it before bed or during drive time. No matter what, it's important to keep it fun. Absolutely. Uh, number three, move kids from knowing the truth to living the truth. Uh, keep in mind that the goal of teaching the Bible to our children is not just to help them learn, but to show them how to apply this stuff mm-hmm. into their lives, especially with how they treat others. And that's the big thing as children. Because, you know, as we grow up, we tend to want to follow the crowd. And the crowd is usually kind of cruel to yep. other people. Yep. Uh, and we need to teach our children to, number one, not hang out with those kind of people that are going to be cruel to everybody. And number two, to be a better example. <clears throat> and that's, you know, easier said than done because peer pressure is a is a strong factor. Yeah. But uh, the more we make it about applying this stuff to their lives, I think the more they're going to start to get it. Mm-hmm. At least I would hope so. Yeah. And I really feel like we need to praise them in those little, like those mm-hmm. situations when we see them doing those things. So did I tell you last week what Cannon did at the trunk retreat? That yes. We I was about to bring that up. Like, yeah, you brought, you brought up that story last week that, uh, that kid came in late as they mm-hmm. had closed down everything. And yeah. so your boys both looked at each other and without saying a word, they gave him a bunch of candy. Uh-huh. That's a fantastic moment. But, did I tell you what happened right before that? Yeah, he took a bunch of candy from yeah, the table. Yeah, he took a bunch of candy from the table. So then in that moment, I'm like, well, crap. What do I... Seriously? Like... He essentially just Robin Hooded this situation. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, huh. But no, yep. see, and I get on to Eli all the time about all these different things that he does. and and But then I see the way he plays with other children. Mm-hmm. Uh, even children that he's never met before, like we'll be at a 
will be in Lubbock or whatever to Chick-fil-A and he'll go play in the play place and he'll find some kid in there that's lonely or whatever and not playing with anyone. Hey, let's do this and they'll chase yeah. each other around. He's very sweet with other people mm-hmm. most of the time. And so I try to really, you know, encourage that, you know, mm-hmm. especially the finding out somebody who's alone, uh, you know, because that's especially as you get older and yep. junior high and high school, you know, you see those kids that are just nobody wants to be their friend. Yeah. You know, and they feel so isolated. And those are the kids that usually get a, a lot of uh, mental issues come up from being isolated like that. Yeah. And all it takes is one person reaching out to that kid and bringing them into their group. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's beautiful. On the flip, we need to teach our kids also to be confident enough to walk up to, to just any group. Sure. You're not unworthy. Of yeah. being a part of that group. And I don't know how Topher has it, but that is him. That is his mentality. He doesn't care. He will walk up to any group. I watch him do it every single morning. He goes up to whatever group of kids is playing with the football, and he just inserts himself right into it. Instead of feeling like, oh, gosh, I don't know. That was me as a kid. Right. I can't me just too. walk up and, you know, oh, I don't know these people. And Topher's like, whatever. So, hey. I belong here now. Yep. <laughs> I play football too. I throw ball. <laughs> I call quarterback. Yeah, right? <laughs> he just, he doesn't care. And I've asked him numerous times. I know. Yeah, I don't. It's a great trick. I've asked him numerous times because there are certain things before he got his braces that he was really insecure about. Well, Toph, why do you feel insecure? Well, because they say these things. Okay, well, do the, are those things true? No, and I don't believe them, but other people might believe them. And I just want to make myself completely confident that this is who I am and not what they're saying I am. Okay, well, you're much more mature than I've ever been in my entire 33 years of existence. So (laughs) let's go. Walk on. (laughs) All right. So you were talking about this earlier. Number four, make discipline about discipleship. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says that we're to train up our children, and that's a specific word. When your children misbehave, use biblical values to anchor points to train your children. In addition uh, to the passages that we can point out to our children about obeying mom and dad, uh, consider other biblical truths you want to highly value in your home, such as telling the truth, treating others with kindness, holding the tongue, etc., and a set of rules based on those passages. When your children disobey, link their behavior to the passage and the value your family esteems. Uh, so it's not just about punishment for punishment's sake or using the overall, uh, the blanketed, you're being punished because you were bad or you did something bad, mm-hmm. but make a point about it of what they did what they did wrong and why it was wrong mm-hmm. and what they could have done better and what coincides with uh, God's plan for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, number five, are you the adult you want your kids to grow up to be? Burn. <laughs> he says here, I know you might've stopped reading after this, after seeing this question. It's tempting. But to move our children from knowing the truth to living it out requires that we live what we preach. Um, I feel like this is one of the ones that really hits me hard because I don't I don't feel like I even started to mature as a person, let alone a Christian, until roughly 11, 12 years ago. Hmm. And so 
I don't feel like I'm anywhere near where I want to be spiritually or just as a general human being. Uh, so I have that feeling of, gosh, I wish, I wish I had learned to do things better than how I see myself react to things now, mm-hmm. you know, cause I know I react poorly in a lot of situations, especially when my kids have been picking away at me all day, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of the day, I feel like I'm a monster, you know, and I don't want, I don't want to be the constantly yelling at my kid person, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want to be that guy. And so I know that I have anger issues that like to peek out every now and then. Uh, and I hope that my son won't grow up to have those same issues. Yeah. You know? And, of course, I have a bunch of junk in my past that I don't want to pass on to my son either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe I feel like I'm more the person now than I've ever been that I'd want my kids to be. But I still have a long way to go, I think. Yeah. I think everybody does Mm -hmm. though and I think parenting points out a lot of those flaws that we you know when we were just an adult it didn't really affect anybody directly yeah you know even when you're married it doesn't completely because the person that you're married to is already for the most part the person who they're going to be yeah and your actions don't have a reflection on who what their temperament will be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, How they respond to certain situations, how they act in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Whereas as a parent, our children are learning directly from us. And so, yeah, when we respond too harshly or out of anger or even just out of emotion, fear or sadness or whatever, Our kids are picking up on that and they're learning, okay, well, that's how I respond in situations like this. I think throughout all of parenting, we'll start to learn and realize, okay, I suck in this area. I need to work on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. I think our kids teach us just as much as we teach them. Yeah. Just to be honest. (laughs) All right. Number six, you don't need to add anything to your day. You don't need to uh, add big segments of, okay, we're going to do this at this point in order to disciple you. You can do these things as a part of the rest of your day already that mm-hmm. you have established when your children wake up, during meal times, during drive times, at bedtime. These are all great uh, instances to start talking about these things, discussing things, learning things uh, to help them understand more about the Bible and about their faith and uh, what you believe and mm-hmm. what you hope they will believe. Uh and it's always a good point to, as we are trying to mirror who we want them to be, we need to be intentional about how we treat them. Uh, but in the little ways that we might not think about, like there's a lot of parents who, when it's bedtime, especially as their kid gets older, when it's bedtime, all right, we'll go ahead and go to bed. And uh, the author here is advocating, always tuck your children into bed at night. As they get older, Mm. Uh, be intentional, have those final moments with them to disciple them Mm. uh, and to reinstill in them, you know, how much, how much you are invested in their day. You know, I I really like that. Mm -hmm. I hope that's something that uh, I'll remember to continue to do as well. It does get 
easier to just be like, okay, good night. See you as tomorrow. They, yeah, as they get more self-sufficient, I bet it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I that's when I get mom guilt is when I go to bed without telling my boys good night. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I, I'll go, got to go in there. Love you. Give them a hug and a kiss. And it's funny because I can see that where they're like, oh, here she comes. But then at the same time, it's that. Okay, love you too, mom. You know, mm-hmm. they want to be, they think that they should be disgusted by the fact that their mom <laughs> wants to come in and tell them good night and that she loves them, but they truly appreciate it. You know, they it's like you hug them now. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, get off me, mom. <laughs> yep. But then Cannon reaches out just to touch my hand one last time as I walk out. And I'm like, uh huh, see, you love your mom. I know you do. Ha <laughs> ha, you love your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Of course I love my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, discipleship varies by each child. Uh, they ex- they suggest you set up a weekly family Bible time with the entire family, a time meant for uh, uniting you together as a family where you can talk about what you are learning and you pray together. But apart from that time, your children are likely to be on different spiritual, intellectual, and emotional levels, levels, especially if you have children with a wide age range. So in these cases, it may be advantageous to hold a personal Bible study, a Bible date, if you would, would with each child. This one-on-one approach provides your child the opportunity for asking personal questions or revealing struggles as he or she relates to living out the Bible. Real life stuff they wouldn't want to share with their siblings in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one might be the hardest one, though, at least on a regular basis to keep mm-hmm. something like that going as our days get filled more and more with busy, busy stuff. Yeah. Programs and clubs and sports and mm-hmm. what have you. I think one good way, specifically with boys. Now, I have two very different boys and Canon will tell me from A to Z everything that happens in his day. No issues whatsoever Mm -hmm. getting him to talk to me whereas Topher is just very he's typical teenage boy how was your day fine what happened nothing seriously something (laughs) happened you know seven hours of nothing huh right yep um but for Topher we have an ongoing notebook that he knows he can write in and Mm -hmm. if something because he's just not as much of a talker as Cannon is but if something's really weighing on his heart he just kind of writes it down in that notebook Hmm. and I'll check that notebook pretty regularly regularly just to see if there's anything in there now as much as he's not a talker he also doesn't want me talking to him (laughs) so I write down a response in that journal as well that's not a bad idea though it's not a pretty cool workaround yeah yeah I like that all right well that's our top list we are over time but hold on what okay wait what we're talking about red hair and blue eyes oh yeah my sister-in-law says that my brother-in-law nick has blue eyes and concerning his hair it's not fire engine red but his hair is more red than brown so Hmm. i don't know i don't know if i count it whatever doesn't count it is more red than any other color (laughs) So, hey, Nick. (laughs) Uh, It's Hip Hop Hump Day. We're playing a little bit more of the rap and hip hop from yesterday and today, this morning, mixed in with our standard awesomeness. Uh, When we come back, our church almost got scammed. (laughs) But but once I figured it out, I decided to play along. (laughs) Come along with me on a journey. 
next hour. Stick it. morning show in this third hour thank you for joining us on this wednesday morning today's show is brought to you by please don't side hug me the best of acro baptists it's like the internet except better because it's also technically a book and that means you look smart when you read it <laughs> that's how society works nowadays only nerds read books will be a nerd read a book <laughs> <laughs> at least it'll be a book of funny jokes Perfect for any churchgoer. Go to backrowradio.com and click on our store or go to Amazon and search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. It's ten ninety nine. You can't beat that price for 3,000 plus jokes. Man, funny stuff. How many more ways can you insult our listeners? I don't know. You jerk. <laughs> Buy a book, jerks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really funny, guys. I mean it. And I don't just say that as the guy who wrote all the funny stuff. I say it as a fan of my own work. <laughs> Mo's just shaking, just shaking her head. head. Here's the news, folks. A South Carolina woman called 911 after her father asked her if she wanted to go to church. Ashley Shannon Fuller, 30 years old, told emergency operators that her parents were harassing her. Oh my Deputies God. arrived on scene after her call and Fuller told police that she wanted them to make her parents leave the house and leave her alone. This woman is 30. Police told her that her father asking, asking her to attend church did not constitute harassment. Fuller then reportedly became upset and began using profane language. This woman she is 30. Church. She's 30, everyone. This led to deputies arresting her. She's 30. <laughs> you keep saying her age as if that should be like some sort of factor into it. Really and, should. And we should, really should be surprised that it, watch live PD. <laughs> That's true. I guess if you watch live PD on a regular basis, you won't be surprised. Not even As me, who wants bit. to redeem society somehow. Nope. I want to think that this isn't a normal thing. <laughs> Hey, honey, you want to go to church? I'm calling the cops. <laughs> That's harassment, and I don't have to take it. <laughs> I, I'm no longer surprised by things like this. Oh man! I don't know. I don't think that's a good thing, Matt. No, it's not a good thing. Here's a good thing. Okay. The Jimmy John's delivery driver who went above and beyond the call of duty to help a fellow veteran in need has been rewarded for his kindness by the restaurant chain's CEO, whom he's never met. Jimmy John Leotard. Leotard? No. Jimmy John Leotard? L-A-I-U. No, I'm sorry. L-I-A-U-T-A-U-D. Laotard? Todd? 
Lai Liao Liu Toad. I don't know. The founder of the Jimmy John himself, the founder of the Sandwich Empire, flew from Chicago to Columbus, Nebraska, so he could per- personally deliver a thank you gift to Zach Himmer. Hilmer, sorry, Hilmer. I, I was focused really hard on not saying Hitler. Because it kind of looks like Hitler at first glance. It does. And I still messed it up. Hilmer. Hilmer made intentional... intentional God, I can't Seriously? read now. I messed up my he whole He made brain. international headlines last week, Matt. Finish it for me. After a woman accidentally <laughs> dialed Jimmy John's in a frantic attempt to call her brother's caseworker. Without hesitating, Hilmer volunteered to bring the ailing veteran to the hospital. As a means of rewarding Hilmer for his good deed, Lalatod presented the 38-year-old employee with a brand new Ford Escape. <laughs> Thank you, Mo. You're welcome. Just needed that break. Should be good here. <laughs> Chalk this up as something we'll never be able to afford. A luxury hotel in the Maldives has opened what it describes as the world's first underwater hotel residence. A two-story villa under the Indian Ocean. The Conrad Maldives Rangali Island said the underwater villa, dubbed Muraka, includes a private gym, a stocked bar, an infinity pool, butler's quarters, an ocean-facing bathtub, and an underwater bedroom with a panoramic view of the world 16 feet under the surface of the Indian Ocean. The top floor of the villa, located above the water, features a relaxation deck, For sunbathing, the luxury villa costs $50,000 per night with a minimum four-night package purchase required. So in order to stay in this place, it is $200,000. That is like seven years worth of the money my wife and I make. (laughs) That, yeah, I don't... I I kind of want to see it, but at the same time, like I think it'd be cool. But I think that I would be freaking out to stay there. Really? Overnight. I like I think water I'll, water finds a way to crush you. For real. It's <laughs> I would go there and visit it and walk around it, but I don't know that I'd want to stay the night you'd there. You'd be asleep, the glass would crack and you'd wake up dead. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the package includes a personal chef and use of a private boat. The, well, well huh? duh. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Better. For $200,000. Gracious. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, so <laughs> so last story week, we've all been waiting for. Last week. So, you know, people. Okay. This is a scam that a lot of uh, people aren't aware of. But if your church puts their email addresses on the church website. This is something that you need to look for if you work at a church. As they will take all the emails for all the staff and email them all from an email that they've created that's supposed to look similar to your pastor's email address. And so ours ours is a you know one that's tied to our church, Highland Clovis. And so it put our pastor.highlandclovis at gmail.com. And that was their fake email. And they stole his picture. They put it on there too. Put his name on there. Made it really look like him. And they ran a script 
that would sound like most pastors, I think. But our pastor is a goofball. And so it sounded nothing like him. And so I knew immediately, this is not Johnny. And then I knew for sure when I saw the email address. But I had other people on staff emailing me, uh, is this really Johnny? I'm like, no, that's not him. You need to block that email address. So as soon as everybody blocked it, I decided to go in and see how much fun I could have. So I'm going to read this whole conversation to you and tell you what I was thinking as it's going on. So you funny. tell me where you think you would have caught on to this. Okay? Because like, I feel like I was being deliberately annoying. And he just kept going. So the initial email was, are you there? Please, I need your assistance as soon as possible. Kindly mail me back. God bless you. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Which, for me, that is where I would have caught on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about if you were the scammer, if I, if, okay. caught on to me. Got it. Yeah, I caught on immediately with this. Yeah, I would have been like, sounds nothing uh, like our pastor. why didn't he say, hey, Matt? <laughs> hey, fart brain. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I replied simply, what do you need? His, re- his response sounded even less like Johnny. Thanks for getting back to me. How are you? I would have called you, but my phone is faulty at the moment. I need to get an iTunes gift card for a cancer patient that I promised her as a birthday gift, but I can't do this right now because I'm currently busy checking on a friend at the hospital. Can you get it from any store around you? I'll pay you back. I need you to reply this mail ASAP. God bless you. Thanks. And then he included the bir- the Bible verse, Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That was a good verse to include with Great it. Great one. <laughs> it reminds you that, hey, you do these great things for me, God's going to get you back. Yep. So I replied, sure. What amount should I get the gift card in? I can drop it by your office, and while I'm there, I can check out your phone. It's so strange that it's acting up. When will you be in your office next? God bless you. Total amount she need to get is $200. $100 in two denomination. That total is $200 from any store around now. And I need you to scratch the back of the card to reveal the pen. Then take a snapshot of the back showing the pen and have it sent to me here as soon as possible. How long will that take you? Two question marks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, that seems like a lot of hassle on your part. The store is not that far from the hospital. I can just bring the cards to you. What room are you in? So he wasn't very creative with his response. All I need, all, all need to do is to scratch the back of the card to reveal the pin then take a snapshot of the back, showing the pen, and have it sent to me here as soon as possible. Thanks. I'm already driving to the hospital. You know they sell those cards in the gift shop, right? I can just get them there. Is there a reason you can't leave the room? You don't need to come to the hospital. Just scratch the back of the card to reveal the pen, then take the snap and have it sent to me, okay? Ah, it's no hassle. I was close by. I'm already parking. Which room are you in? This is where he panics a little. Can't you listen to instruction? I don't want you here. Just send only the card to me via email. Thanks. 
Can't you listen to instruction? Double question mark. I don't want you here. <sighs> so I, I found that a little rude. And right. so I said so. I said, that's kind of rude. Here I am doing you a favor, going the extra mile for you, and you treat me like this? I'm willing to do this for you, but I'm going to need you to apologize for being rude to me first. I think maybe that's where I would have. Right, that's where I would have. Sure enough. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Though <laughs> no, this guy, assuming it's a guy, he's like... Yes, I've got him. I've, I'm getting my $200 today. Yes. All right. Oh, keep him. Keep him. So we kept it rolling. I said, thank you. I accept your apology, and I'm happy to help. But we have a problem. I'm at the store down the block from the hospital, but they only have iTunes gift cards and packs of two $10 cards. So I'll have to buy 10 packs and send you the pen photos for 20 different cards. Is that okay? This is where I definitely would have known. I definitely would have been like, all right, dude is pulling my chain. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm envisioning him going, ugh. And he replied, okay. So I said, okay, they only have three packs up front. So they have to go find the other seven in the back. So it's going to be a few minutes. Who's in the hospital? Is your friend Gary's gout acting up again? He's not playing along. He says, send it to me once you're done. Okay, thank you. So I take it a little further. I said, I'm only asking because I could get him a get well soon card while I'm here. They got a funny one where it's got a sexy nurse on it. And when you open it up, the woman has male parts. (laughs) Sorry. I know that's not appropriate, Pastor. Tell Gary I said hi. So I don't know. So he sent me two emails in response. The first one was, you are crazy, you pig. And so I think for a second he was going to go along with it. But then he responded, now F off (laughs) after that. Pretty sure he figured it out. So I replied, okay, I'm definitely not getting these cards for you now. Have a nice day, scammer. (laughs) But I really wish he'd have kept going with it because I had already started getting photos of other people's, you know, pictures at the back of their cards and kind of cropping them to where not all the numbers were there. I was going to send him photos with partial numbers and he was going to get all upset about that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And the first picture I was going to send him was the front of the cards. (laughs) (laughs) I had this whole plan, but he didn't let me get to it. You should have kept going with it. You should have never called him a scammer. You should have just been like, Pastor, I've never heard you say something so vulgar before. Uh, I feel better knowing you're a real human, though. I'm sorry I've pushed you to that point. Here are the cards you've requested. My mom mom always told me I drove people crazy with my incessant questions. Now it must be true. I'll be at the altar Sunday morning to request prayer. <laughs> oh, so that was fun. I can't wait for it to happen again because I really want to see what comes out of it. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you think that they're like all interconnected? What? All these scammers? No, I don't think so. I think there's hundreds of them. Yeah. All on their own. So like I'm sure Thailand- there are lo- I'm sure there are large like groups of people that pull scams off. Yeah. But I bet there's Tons of those groups. So Highland hasn't been flagged like, okay, don't email this church. They're too smart for us. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Huh. I wouldn't assume so. 
Or just don't email this Matt guy. (laughs) I searched my, when you posted that, I searched my inbox, searched my spam. Please let me have a scammer somewhere. (laughs) Please. Some Nigerian prince must need their money transferred to American dollars. (laughs) I'm the long lost relative of King... Uh, the king of Nigeria. <laughs> right? Nigeria is a democracy. I don't have a king, I think. I have gotten a few <laughs> Facebook messages from friends. Cloned accounts? Uh-huh. Yeah. Whose Facebook pages have been hacked and they've asked for cloned. money. But I cloned. never... Okay, cloned, cloned. Not hacked. Cloned. Gosh. Um, but I've never followed through. I always just email the person and I'm like, hey, FYI. Your page has been. Hey, how's Gary? Gary's fine. I thought he was in the hospital. Oh no, he's out now. Just keep it going. No. Going things that only that person who was supposed to know, and they have to keep making it up. (laughs) What did they say was wrong with him? Uh, Ulcers. (laughs) 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 Gotta make. Gotta make them be creative. <laughs> I'll just I'll have two messages open the next time. Matt, this is what they're saying. What do I say next? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I want to know if any of our listeners have been as creative as you. Well, I haven't done it. The only reason I I did it this time is because I watched those James Veach TED Talks. Have you seen those? No. Where he does this. Really? Uh, and he, he does it all the time, apparently. But he had a he has a, had a couple that went fantastically hilarious. So you should look him up. James Veach. James uh, Veach. And, yeah. The, or how to reply to a email scam or something like that. But they're, just, they're hilarious. Hilarious things. I'm going to... I'm going to look into them. <laughs> All right. Hey, Mo, it's time for your favorite segment. It is time for my favorite segment. All right. Who's ready? <laughs> Our question for today. What food is delicious but a pain to eat? <sighs> good question. Good question. Good question. Brie cheese. Delicious but a pain to eat. Uh, lobster or crab. Oh, yep. Delicious stuff. A lot of work. Yep. Uh, enough that it keeps me away from ordering it. Do you know my least favorite fruit is watermelon? Oh, gosh. Because you got to spit so the seeds. So much work. Yes. Like, seriously? And then, like, I love cantaloupe. Cantaloupe is my favorite fruit. Mm. But the whole prepping and cutting and slicing and gutting and mm-hmm. all the stuff that you have to do to get it. Yep. Just like, ugh. That's not worth the effort. Yeah. I can't think of any others. Let's see. Hold Delicious on. but a pain to eat. Delicious but a pain to eat. Mm-mm. I, You know, I also kind of feel that way about hot wings. <laughs> Literal pain to eat. Well, <laughs> so if I'm going to get hot wings, I want to get the drums. The little... Right. But they have the bone inside and all that. Well, yeah, yeah. But they're better than the wings because the wing, you got the meat all in between the bone. and Oh, like, right. Yeah. You can't just stick it in your mouth and eat it. it... Yeah. Yep. I get you. I get you. Um, 
Things that are overly saucy, I don't like. Like, if you're just covered in sauce. Really? I know a lot of people do like that, like with ribs or whatever. I'm like, oh. I don't like to be sticky while I'm eating. Yeah. Like, if ever there's any, even with, even like wings. If I get like some honey barbecue uh, wings or something, mm-hmm. uh, I have to clean my hands off after every single one of them. Yeah. Because I can't sit there through the whole meal and be like, oh, I'll clean myself off after I'm done. Because I'm sitting there sticky the whole time. And I hate I, it. I can't touch my phone. I can't touch nothing because mm-hmm. I'm covered in goo. You can't pick up your glass because yeah. I'm the same way. So, like, in a restaurant, I will never order wings. I will never order <laughs> ribs. I'll never order something. When you said saucy, I, of course, thought pasta. Because saucy. that's where my mind goes to is pasta. Right. But, Italian. yeah. I, I don't order things that are super messy from a restaurant. Mm-hmm, eat it through mm-hmm. the comfort of my home um what is it it's not is it clams not clams oysters oysters anything that you have to shuck yeah yourself while you're eating yeah i feel like that would be annoying and not worth it um corn on the cob sometimes oh gosh yes but for the same reason at least for me because i have a beard and when I eat corn on the cob, all the butter and the drippings get all up in the beard. Yep. I got to have a whole roll of paper towels to clean myself up off after. But then if it if oh, they weren't it, shucked well enough, right. then you've got the, the, the silk yeah. and it gets all in your teeth. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yep. That too. Yep. Goodness. There's a lot of uh, there are inconvenient a lot of, foods. Yep. Let's see. Um... That's all I can think of. Yeah, that's really all I can think of, too. At this point, my mind has now gone into things that are easy to eat and, <laughs> and delicious. So, I now like we're things just that hungry. are fried <laughs> and on a stick. <laughs> Perfect delivery mechanism. Right. <laughs> uh, I guess sloppy things. Not necessarily sticky, but sloppy things. Like chili cheese fries. Like those hard to control. Nah. Flappy and everything. No? I just use a fork. Well, even with a fork, it's still a little hard to control. I should go on one fry at a time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Enjoy the sound effects there. There's your ASMR moment of the day. Very good. Uh, all right. right. <laughs> it's hip hop hump day. <laughs> We're playing a little bit more of the rap and hip hop from yesterday and today. Mixed in with our normal music. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show. Wednesday show we got your Bible verse and thought for the day Bible verse for the day is first Peter 318 for Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God he was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit and our thought for the day comes from revive our hearts they remind us it is God and his word that should inform our feelings not the other way around thank you for joining us this morning 
We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or anywhere podcasts are sold. Thank you. Podcasts are free. You got to stop <laughs> doing that. Thank you to today's sponsor, the book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, The Best of Back Row Baptist. Mo, what's the final word? Ice cream cones are also delicious, but a pain to eat. Especially the drumstick ones that are covered in the nuts that yes. go everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get stuck in your teeth because they're yep. the perfect size. Get stuck in your teeth. Yep. Uh, I agree. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.